Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour on this Monday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Allamericangold.com. The shopping cart, uh, we're not having an issue, but uh, the... Our shopping cart providers having an issue. It should be resolved here quickly. I apologize for those of you that like to point and click. It'll be up here. It may already be up, uh, but it was uh, having some issues here earlier in the morning. They're aware of it. They're working on it. It's a. They're calling it a server problem. To be continued. Hopefully, uh, that's all it is, and they'll be able to get it up there quickly. We apologize for that. Uh, but it's out of our control, like so many things. Um, I don't even know where to begin on this Monday. First of all, I hope everybody had a great weekend. Uh, the weather here in the Valley of the Sun is starting to get nicer. Uh, mid to upper 90s, still a little warm, but not too bad. Uh, prime golfing weather. Uh, the overseeding's done. Uh, it's cart path only out there, but uh, if you want to get your steps uh, and on the golf course, uh, the, today is the day to do it. Uh, it's going to be another gorgeous day here as everybody and their mother moves here. You know, I want you to, all of you that have moved here, if you found this show, ask yourself why you've moved here. If the answer is I didn't like the taxes of where I live, or it was unaffordable, it was too expensive, or if the job market was lousy, or any of these other things, uh, then stop voting for Democrats. That's what you get. I mean, really, look it up. I don't get it, right? And so many, and we are inundated with Californians here, and I try to engage them as much as possible, nicely, but they just don't seem to get it. And, again, it's it's almost like you're trained, like you're born a Democrat. You know, oh, uh, I've always voted Democrat, you know, because uh, anybody that doesn't vote Democrat's a horrible human being. I mean, this is, you know, it, it's almost ingrained in them. And then you try to explain to them, listen, there's a reason you're here. Uh, but they, they never really seem to get it. Uh, massive, massive Trump trains this weekend. Uh, I was coming back from the golf course on Sunday evening and passed one. It went on for miles and miles and miles. I didn't see a single thing about them on on uh, our news stations. Uh, but believe me, the the silent Trump supporters existing made me feel a lot better. I feel a lot better about today. Uh, Arizona is going to be safely in the hands of the president. Uh, at least that's how I feel about it. These, this thing went on for miles and miles, but. Here's what's happening. Our whole way of life is under attack. And I and, and a lot of people don't really understand it. Let me give you a great example. This is Brown University, okay? The Ivy League school Brown. A uh postdoctorate uh doctoral researcher from Brown took to social media to explain that air black Airbnb guest may be traumatized by Trump signs. Yeah, I, I can't make it up. Yep. 
They tweeted that the uh, rental company doesn't understand the trauma of Trump signs for black people. Airbnb rental properties, they list privately owned properties. We know how it works. They said that she and her husband rented a property in Maine. When they arrived, she said they saw Trump signs and other white nationalist symbols in the yard. And that they became immediately scared. Yes, they were frightened for their life and the safety of their families. Now, wait, I haven't even told you what the other white national symbols were. We'll get to that in a minute. They described the situation as a prime example of how white companies, so now Airbnb is a white company, so they should be hated, uh, makes uh, Black Lives Matter statements, yet do nothing when a black person says that they don't feel safe. Why don't you feel safe? Did someone threaten you? Did anybody say anything to you? Did anybody threaten you in any sort of way possible? No. Well, what was it? Well, they had flags up. One of them was a Trump flag. The other one was a flag of the United States. Yeah, that was, I was horrified. She calls, she called for a Green Book version of Airbnb. So Green Book, in case, uh, if you've never seen that movie, uh, back in the old South, they used to have a Green Book where they, uh, where the places for uh, blacks to stay. When you know, back when we had true racism in this country, and uh, that was the the Green Book told you what hotels uh, the blacks were able to stay in. By the way, I guess we've got another new group: Black Indigenous People of Color, according to the Brown Professor, would not have to pay to feel uncomfortable and scared saying that the American flag is a symbol used in many places to scare black people. And they're disgusted and won't use Airbnb anymore. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. This is, this is the, the issue that uh, permeates through our entire educational system. And it, it, it's something where there used to be conservative teachers and liberal teachers and used to be conservative media and liberal media. I mean, that's always existed. But more and more you've seen the conservatives who get frustrated and, and move on and go into more lucrative fields, and now we're, we're stuck with uh, the liberals running loose. And here's a a professor from Brown, a researcher, doctoral, I don't know, whatever you want to call her, coming out and saying that the American flag is, well, it's offensive to black people. Of course, you know what I want to say is, well, if you don't like it, you leave. There's nothing keeping these people here. You know, and, and 
it's not a, a anything other than ridiculousness, right? Here you are, you are a a professor at Brown, right? Uh, your life does not suck. <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't. Matter of fact, I would say that uh, you've probably done really, really well. But again, they want to promote problems that never existed. Was anybody really offended by the Confederate flag? Not really. But they made it an issue. Fine. Okay. But now it's the American flag or the Trump flag or I don't even know what else. Maybe your state flag. Right, I guess that's going to be offensive next, or, or whatever it may be. I, I don't know. Your Pokemon may be racist. It could be anything. And and of course, um, when when you look at all of it, at some point in in everybody's life, there's things that you wish you hadn't have done. Right, and everybody out there, right? We're all the same boat. We're all, we're all flawed people, and I'm sure. That brown did things that this teacher doesn't like. Does that make the brown flag bad? And and obviously it, it's something where uh, this is where we're headed, right? The the there's only one right way to think. Look at Twitter. Look at Facebook. Look at all the uh, suppression of freedom of speech. Even when even like the New York Post getting banned for the Hunter Biden stuff. Right. Obviously, the emails exist. <laughs> There's no doubt. Now, if it had been an email with Trump and Russians, oh, yeah, now, that'd be everywhere. Now, those emails didn't actually exist. So, they, you know, and again, uh, our, our website, our, the radio station I own, 1360, KHNC, right? We're, we're allowed to be up. But we're not allowed, uh, if you're not a friend of the radio station, if you didn't like our Facebook page, you can't see us. And uh, it's because they just don't like the message. Uh, QAnon is another great example. They're all banned. And and listen, some of their stuff's outrageous. So, I have the right to say it. But apparently, well, no, you don't have the right, right? We have the right to say that you don't have it. And, of course, that's in gross violation of freedom of speech in these these companies where, uh, let's face it, once again, you have a hierarchy that is liberal, and they only want the liberal message. And we know... Right when, when when there's uh, multiple people involved, there's always multiple sides to a story. You know, there's always uh, what are the two sides to every story. That's not true. There can be four, five, six, ten sides to a story. It depends on how many people are involved. Now, if there's only two people involved, yes, there are two sides to every story. But we're headed for a a country that'll only allow for one side they get their way and and people think that that's great because that's that's communism at its greatest you know Karl Marx always said you right you needed capitalism first before you got to communism and I kind of get the feeling that man maybe we all need to go back and read that book because it certainly seems like this is the way we're heading
And nobody wants any other side of the story except for the one that they deem acceptable to them. And it's a very, very dangerous place now. Part of the reason why these polls for the presidency are ridiculous. There's no way Biden's winning by 14%, right? We all know that. But the, the, the problem is, is most of the right, we'd rather just be silent because we were raised better, right? We're not going to go looting and rioting. We're not. You know, we're, we're not going to try to force our views onto other people. We'll have a rational discussion about it. And it, and it may, listen, it may be, may be a passionate one at that. But that's not what the other side wants. They're not interested in debate. They're not interested in the truth or logic or anything else. And, and the funny thing is, is the Democrats have embraced the most extreme side of their party. Because let's face it, we got extremism here on both sides. We all know it, right? It's kind of like, you know, and I said it last week about white supremacy. I don't know any. Most people don't. Uh, if they have a rally, I mean, 10 people come, you know. 20 most I mean it, it's it's kind of sad in a way but now somehow they've created this great big boogeyman and every black person or person of color has been horribly persecuted in this country a buddy of mine was telling me about the black blue lay last week look that up you want to have your mind blown look that one up of course, I don't know how much longer you're going to be able to look it up. Who knows? It'll probably be banned sooner. I shouldn't have said anything. Probably get banned. But I just wanted to point it out that, you know, I, I'm witnessing it firsthand. I see it. There's nothing I can do about it. Can't fight Facebook. You know, they, they, if they want to, they won't even, put it this way, they won't even take my money. That's how much they hate us. They won't even take our money uh, to run, you know, little Facebook campaigns and things of that nature. Nope, your message, we don't like that message. Period. And it's something we should all be saying. If there's something we should be protesting, that's it. That's what we should be protesting. Don't take away our right to free speech. Don't take that away. But it's a hard one because you just, right, you don't want to be, oh, man, because we all know, oh, man. You talk about race, you say anything uh, other than how uh, it's terrible and this and that, right, you're going to be persecuted by these people, you know, the stories uh, of Antifa, and, and they video you. I know this firsthand because we actually have a couple of talk shows hosts this happened to. And they try to persecute you and send you threats online and all those things it's it's crazy everybody's lost their mind here and i, I don't know how this will work out because here's the thing if, if you know trump that most people only got four more years 
that's a, the the best case scenario, the way I see it. And now we have other problems. Now, was a lot of this drawn out of poverty? Because I think it is. You know, when you look at the these protesters, the mostly peaceful protesters, what do you see? Mostly white. I mean, there's all different backgrounds involved. But I think it goes hand in hand with the the middle class being destroyed in this country. And you'll you, you know, and you'll hear most of them got records and they're bad people and this and that and the other. You know, we used to incarcerate these people now it's now kind of like the opposite right no one everyone want they want to close the jails get rid of the cops and do all these things get rid of law and order but i think it's, it has a lot to do with what's happening here economically jay powell right now is giving a speech you know on zoom <laughs> ridiculous he's giving a zoom speech today about digital currency. I want to share with you the gist of his speech. I won't bore you with all the details of it. Digital currency now is a foregone conclusion, just so you know. Jay Powell said today it's more important that the United States gets it right than it is for them to be first. And so when you're sitting there and you're thinking about, okay, what does that statement mean? Well, number one, it means, okay, it's happening, right? <laughs> that, hey, listen, it's happening. Number two, hey, we want to make sure that it works the way it's supposed to for us. And see, here's the thing. What input are we given on this none? Is there a vote from Congress? Could we elect certain people to protect our best interest? No. Do we have any power over who gets to sign the task of making sure it works? Uh-uh. Who is, this, who is going to benefit from this new system? And how is it going to affect the average person? Now, you don't hear that. They just tell you how great it is. Bank of Canada on Friday, I shared with you, oh, coronavirus has caused an even bigger need now for this digital currency. It has? Why? <laughs> right? Oh, that's right, I forgot. Because it has coronavirus on it, right? Everybody knows this. Right, just think about living in a society. Society, listen, nobody touch anybody. Right, all growing up, right. What did your parents say? Stop touching him. Right? Little did we know that was going to be how it would be. You know, me and my brothers, my mom would always say, "Stop touching him." Well, guess what? I guess that's what we're we're going to be relegated to. Uh, we're already not first, and it's easy to say, "Well, we'd rather be right." We want to make sure it's right instead of being first. You, you can't be first. That's the problem. Uh, you're already behind because guess who's first? China's first. 
There was a very, very interesting article by Graham Allison. It was in the nationalinterest.org, if you want to go look it up. Nationalinterest.org. Let me give you some of the highlights of it. Talking about, you know, if you listen to the mainstream media, Fox or the idiot box, right, on CNBC and all, they'll say that America's got the largest economy in the world at $20 trillion. And that China has the second largest economy in the world. And they give it, I don't know what the number is, 14, 15 trillion, something like that. And then I think India is now third. Japan may be fourth. And I think like maybe Germany's fifth at like, and Germany's like at, I don't know, two, three trillion, something pretty tiny. But that may not be right. There may be a new number one. We'll talk about that next. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Now, how many years do we have before the digital currency arrives? I'm going to go five. Could be higher, could be lower. Uh, my like, what's the what's the range? Three to ten. Three to ten. I don't see any way we get into the twenty thirties without it. Part of the big problem why is we're not number one anymore. And, and the president understood this. And it didn't, I don't know that it really matters at this point. China's, you know, when you got, they got four times more people, almost five times more people than we do. Uh, it's bound to happen. Especially when every company in America gave them this opportunity. And again, I don't want to point fingers at the liberals. But, boy, they love those Chinese exchange students, don't they? Right, have access to all of our technology, all of our research, all of it. Not realizing that we were sleeping with the enemy. But, like everything else, there's a lot of ways to measure things. Just like there's more than one side to every story. China has now displaced the United States to become the largest economy in the world. Now, I've been telling you this for a while. Because I said, listen, in terms of stuff, who sells more automobiles, us or them? They do. Who consumes more oil, us or them? They do. Steel, iron ore, concrete, copper, right? The list is on and on. Gold. Right? The list goes on and on and on. They consume more resources than we do. Now, the only reason why we can say that we have a higher GDP is because we say, well, we do it in dollars. Now, remember, what's the one thing people say about the Chinese currency? Oh, well, China, it's undervalued. Oh, so if you're saying, if you valued the Chinese currency properly, that would actually raise their GDP. It's kind of weird how that works. 
if the Chinese currency, which right now is about seven renminbi to the dollar, if you put it down to six, all of a sudden the gap between the two nations, GDP-wise, is nullified. If you go down to five, China's bigger than we are. According to the most refined yardstick yet, both the IMF, where Jay Powell was talking today, and the CIA. Now, those are kind of strange bedfellows, aren't they? Now judge that the single best metric for comparing national economies the IMF's latest report says China's economy is now one-sixth larger than America's. Saying that if you want to put it in dollar terms, China's economy is now at $24.2 trillion, the U.S. at $20.8 trillion. Why can't we admit the reality and what does it mean? was the question. The IMF made its case, actually presented this, where Jay Powell's talking, at the 2020 World Economic Outlook, providing an overview of the global economy and the challenges that lie ahead. Well, isn't that funny? The most inconvenient fact in their report is one that Americans don't want to hear. And even when they read it, refuse to accept it. We have a lot of that problem, don't we? Just don't want to admit to the realities that now exist. China is now the largest economy in, in the world. Measured by the more refined yardstick that they now say is the best way of judging. Right, So we, we know that this is the, the case, again, by this new metric. Despite the statement from the two most authoritative sources, most of the mainstream press, with the exception of The Economist, so The Economist is willing to admit it, continue to, to report that the United States economy is still number one. Obviously, measuring the size of a nation's economy is more complicated than it may appear. And they talk about, you know, exchange rates and and, and interest rates and, and all of the uh, other things that are out there. But the comparison assumes that 7-1 buy the same amount of goods in China as one U.S. dollar which they said obviously is not the case. And it's something that we, we've known for, for a while, but now the IMF, at least this week, says, hey, the way we see it, China now has the largest economy in the world. So what does it mean? And really what it means is, when we talk about the new currency. We are going to see a massive rebalancing of 
allocated dollars. And I'll say dollars, but currency. That's the word I'm looking for. A rebalancing of the allocated currencies of the world. Now we're seeing a mini rebalancing. China's gaining. Right, but still they're they're still maybe the fourth most used currency in the world to do trade with. You know, obviously if you look at their economy and you're like, hey, it's twenty four trillion, well that would be uh that alone would make it the third most currency used in the whole world. Uh, behind the United States and Europe. That, that, that alone, just the GDP inside the country itself. Forget about the foreign exchange, but I'm talking about holdings by countries. China is picking up steam, but it's slow. And by all accounts, you can, ah, ah, they're only 3 4 5%. It's nothing. Now, of course, last week I told you we're, we're down to about just over 60%. The United States, the dollar in the world, just 20 years ago, was 85%. Talk about this new balance of power and what it's going to mean to you. Uh, Patriot Radio News Hour, we'll be back after the break. Well, we're talking about stimulus and elections, the ending of free speech as we know it here in America. China has passed us. Matter of fact, according to the IMF, here's how it boils down. It's actually very simple. See, they like my way of thinking. Hey, let's for, let's not put a an exchange rate on it. Let's just look at stuff consumed. And then let's figure out what the difference is. So we consume $20 trillion worth of stuff. And we can measure all that stuff. Right? We consume this many hamburgers, right? this, this, many, this much copper, right? we consumed uh, this much iron ore, uh, this much broccoli and lettuce and, and soybeans and cattle and blah, blah, blah. Here's all the stuff we consume. Then you take a look at China, and you see all the stuff they consume. Here's what the IMF found out. The dollar, one dollar, buys twice as much consumable stuff. So what they're saying is, China, if placed in in dollars you almost have to not quite just under double but let's for mass say we'll say double china's actual consumption you'd almost have to double what you say their gdp is and like i said their gdp in dollar terms is like 13 or 14 trillion so they said really if you want to use the same footing, all things being equal, China's economy is now $24 trillion, almost 25 They're number one, right, because they consume more than the United States, and it's getting bigger. And, of course, the IMF comes out, and they've got all their graphs and all this stuff and saying, hey, uh, in the next 20 years, 
China is going to be twice as big. And, of course, I've already explained to you, China is the largest trading partner with most nations on Earth. Most nations on Earth trade more with China than they do the United States. And now they're saying the IMF is saying that research and development spending, China is now on par with the United States in getting ready to take them out. You know, we know like China's getting ready, what, their third aircraft carrier is getting ready to launch here, right? We, they've made a major move uh, when it comes militarily, especially uh, when it comes to sea power and all of those things in the South China Sea and just grabbing land and saying, too bad, it's ours. We don't care what the maps say. But when it, what, what does it mean for you financially? Here's what it means. Very, very simply put, more countries are going to hold the Chinese digital currency and they're going to hold less dollar digital currencies. It's already happening. I've been telling you about all these cross-border trade and how much more is now being done in China's own currency. It's like double which is huge in a short time. In a couple of years now, China's doubled it. But that still only puts them, like I said, at 4 or 5%. Now imagine this new exchange rate that I keep telling you about. Here's how it's going to work. We're at 60%. And China's at 5 China's going to say, well, we're the biggest economy in the world. We should have the most. Somewhere probably around 40%. We'll probably want 50 The vast majority, probably half of it, that 60% we have, we're probably going to be down somewhere around 30, 35 at the most. So that means... The dollar use amongst global economies needs to shrink by half. Which now means the demand for the dollar becomes even less. At a time when, right, what are we doing? We're, we're printing all this debt, right? So much so that they, we can't even consume it all. And this will lead to horrible inflation into the United States. It's kind of like what we do now to emerging markets that are pegged to the dollar. They always suffer uh, when the dollar falls, and this is what's going to happen to us now. And believe me, our central bank will love it. It's why they want it. They figure it out. Uh-oh. Mm. Boy, this debt thing just didn't work out the way we were hoping. Right? The GDP of our country has been pretty pretty flat, hasn't it? Even even the one Trump year, I think we got above three like for a couple of quarters. But GDP in this country has been marred around 2% or less for a long time. In the last 15 years or so. It's just not growing. And really that growth is more nominal than it is actual growth. 
In other words, we got the growth by devaluation, not that we've consumed more. And so you're going to be looking at a situation where the only way for us to continue to, to say we're relevant and to say all the debts that we've created are payable, there's only one way. The dollar's got to buy less. And at least, you know, according to the IMF, they said, hey, right now $1 buys twice as much stuff. So that would mean, okay, we need a 50% reduction in the dollar. That sounds about right. Just imagine your $10,000 today. In the next three to five years, you only buy $5,000 worth of stuff. That's kind of what we're talking about here. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour, uh, just breaking here. It looks like 3 p.m. Eastern Time, so two hours from now. Nancy Pelosi and Steve Mnuchin are supposed to meet in hopes of a stimulus deal. If that happens, uh, I would expect a big pop uh, in all markets, the stock market, gold, silver. Gold's already up 10 today, uh, 1911. Silver's up almost 60 cents, uh, almost uh, almost just under 24.75. Uh, Wall Street's down 100 points right now, but uh, 3 p.m. Uh, we'll see if that deal gets done. Nancy Pelosi, remember, she, did, she pulled the Trump. You've got till Tuesday deadline, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I've got a... a a small special today. I've got twenty-five five-dollar Indians. Now this is my favorite coin because I think it's just super cool looking, and it also has the Incused design. It's the only coin where we actually carved into the coin, and as you know, uh, they thought that carried the old Spanish flu, so very appropriate today. So they stopped making that coin. And that 19, uh, I think the last year, they, they didn't mint it from 1919 all the way through 1925. Uh, they didn't mint any of them. Uh, the old $5 Indian got 25 of them at 575 at 800 951 Silver Eagles, I don't know yet. The Bullion Bank has yet to be informed as to whether or not there is another allocation. Uh, He's supposed to know something in the next couple of hours as well. So I'll be out tomorrow. I'm trying to be optimistic here. Uh, We're on the list. If he gets an allocation, we'll have some. If not, we won't. Uh, But I will let you know that tomorrow. But the big news on all of this stuff doesn't matter. You know, we're going to get more stimulus. The debt's going to be $30 trillion on its way to 50 on its way to 100 China is the largest economy in the world based on consumption, and if you factor things evenly, uh, and, and by a little more than I thought, by one-sixth already. Jay Powell, big speech today on digital currency. It's happening It's more important to Jay Powell that we get it right and not that we have to be first, which it's already too, you know, when you can't be first, that's a good thing to say. 
Well, we're trying to get it right, you know. You want both. Hey, we want to get it right, and we want to be first. Uh, but we know who's first, and it's the one who's got the most to gain, and that's the Chinese. And so when you start uh, looking at, at the situation uh, very closely, I think I'm very confident that we're, we're heading for at least at least a 50% reduction in the use of the dollar globally, uh, which will correlate to probably a 50% reduction in the value of the currency. And that's what, you, what gold is. Gold's the ultimate hedge against the, your, currency, your country's currency. In our case, it's the dollar. It's the one that's under attack. But it's also the same one that the central bank wants it to be lower and much lower. Patriot Radio News Hour. Everybody take care. God bless. We'll be back tomorrow, hopefully with some good news on silver. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care.